Now, Jeff Halfley did what many thought he would never do. He brought in a massive transfer portal. And with spring over and we're heading to the summer, we're going to look at this class. I'm going to give out some awards. Let's open up the yearbook and give out some superlatives on today's show. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked on BC. I am your host, AJ Black. I am the editor and publisher of Eagle Insider, part of the 247 Network. This winter, usually a lot of folks were, you know, in years past, you're talking about recruiting, getting into some of the, the freshmen that are coming in. But BC, they did something that I didn't think they would do. They went out and they hit the transfer portal hard. They landed over a dozen transfers in the two periods, uh, once once after the regular season and one after spring. They've landed two uh, recently, and they had about, I think it was 10 before. So 12, 12, recur- 12 transfers. And we've got a chance to see most of them. There's still Tommy Castellanos, the, the quarterback. We haven't seen him play. And Caleb Jones, defensive tackle from NCAA&T. Haven't seen him play yet either. But... Now that we have a chance to kind of see where the dust settles with these transfers, I want to give out some awards. I want to look at these transfers and kind of decide where I kind of think they slot into some of these awards. This is like, you know, remember back in middle school when you had your yearbook? I don't know if they still do this because of, you know, hurting kids' feelings and stuff like that. But you had those superlatives, you know, most likely to succeed, most likely uh, to become a clown most likely to uh, become president of the United States. You had all those silly ones, right? These are these are more focused to football that I came up with. And I want to give shout out to Iowa 247 who came up with this for their their article. I'm doing this on a podcast. That's so a little different. So let's check it out. Our first superlative is going to go to the most important addition to the roster. The player I think that will be the most important player. And remind you, I have, I don't have anyone doubled up. So there will be players like you're probably going to w- want to know where Ryan O'Keefe is on this one. Comes up later. My most important addition to the roster is Kyle Hergel. And I want to explain why. Lots of the guys that they brought in are going to be super important. But I think some of those guys that they brought in. You have other guys on the roster that you're like, oh, well, if you didn't have Ryan O'Keefe, maybe, you know, you have Dino Tomlin or or, or Lewis Bond step up and you could get a guy to do that. Why Hergel is the most important addition is you're getting a multi-year starter at guard, a position last year that was a complete disaster. We all saw it. You saw guys, you know, jumping in from defensive line. There's injuries. There was guys that weren't playing well. Hergel is going to hopefully be that rock at that position. And I'm telling you, my my theory, my philosophy about BC was that all the issues from last year stemmed from the issues on the offensive line. So adding him in at a position where you really struggled to have 
top-notch depth. And you have two guards now between Hergel and Mahogany. You get your line back in gear. This is why you're starting to hear some buzz. And there's some play. There's some sites out there that are like, okay, BC's a team that may turn things around this year. It's because of the offensive line. And Hergel is a massive piece of that. This is a guy that's played at multiple years. I know it's at, an, at a group of five level school. Don't care. He's still a, he was a Bruce Feldman athletic freak. He is a multi-year starter. This is the guy that does it. For me, he's the most important addition to this class. Second one that I want to talk about. My next category is going to be the most intriguing position room on campus for BC football. My most intriguing position room goes to the secondary, the defensive backs, because the most intriguing is because it's basically been completely gutted and reshaped in the off season. BC has lost Jason Matry, Jaden would Josh DeBerry, CJ uh, Burton jr. They lost all these guys, Sean battle too. I mean, Sean battle was gonna, wasn't a starter from last year. You lost a lot of the a lot of the depth that you were expecting. That being said, I am very intrigued with the guys that Jeff Halfley brought in. You brought in I, I, the guy that I'm most inter- interested in seeing is Alex Washington out of Harvard. I know it's a Harvard guy, big. I think he's over he's over six feet tall from Alabama. Good pedigree. Good, you know, he was first team All Ivy two years ago. This is a guy that I think I'm very intrigued to see what he does at the FBS level, because I think he may take that big jump. That's one piece that intrigues me. The second piece that intrigues me is the guy on your screen right now, Kari Johnson, cornerback from Arkansas, originally from the state of Massachusetts. He grew up in Boston. He, I think he went to school at, uh, in, was it Connecticut? I think he went to school in Connecticut, but he was from Boston. SEC caliber starter played a bunch of snaps last year. Love to see what he could do. You're, you're, you're bringing him in. And then finally, Victor Nelson jr. Is a safety from um, long Island university, which I didn't know how to football team until this, this winter. Again, six, I think he's six, three. All of these guys are big. All of the guys they brought in are big. And it, and it looks like – I love Mitch's comment to me about this is that they're recreating the Legion of Boom with long, lengthy safeties and cornerbacks that I think are going to give some size. And, and that's a, that's a, that's an added bonus at the college level, right? You're, you're replacing guys like Josh DeBerry, who, who's good, obviously, 5'11", Jason Matry's under six feet tall. You're replacing them with bigger dudes. So for me, that makes them the most intriguing room. There's a lot of change in there, but there's a lot of talent. And there's a lot of upside there. And, and, it's, and it's different in the formation of how they created this room. Very interested to see what that defensive back room will look like. So they win that award for me. Now, in a moment, I've got two categories we're going to look for, th- towards in the second uh, segment of our show. The most underrated recruit th- uh, transfer that they landed and the best fit for the team. We'll get into that in just a moment. But you know what the most underrated protein bar out there is? It's the Built Bar. And I can't, you know what? I can't even call it underrated because it's so good. <clears throat> and I've been talking about it for years. If you're looking for a delicious snack but don't want all the sugar and calories, then you need the best tasting protein bar ever, the Built. 
I'm telling you folks, you got to try this. And if you're like me and you want to make healthier snack choices, but you don't want to compromise on taste, I've got the thing for you. Built Bars and Built Puffs. Built Bars are healthy and taste amazing. Seriously, they taste so amazing, you won't think they're good for you. You got to try this. What makes Built Bars so good? Well, for starters, they are all covered in 100% dark chocolate. That's right. Real chocolate. And they come in unbelievably unbelievable flavors like the churro, peanut butter brownie, and cookies and cream. Now, I'm not sure how Built does it, but these bars are delicious. I have them every day. Right now, I ordered two boxes of the um, uh, cookie dough puff. I ordered them on, on the site. I have them under my desk. When I need to go out, I grab one. It's my afternoon snack. It gives me the fuel I need to make it through the day. And it gives me the fuel. I'm starting to get back into running shape. I got I got that. It, it gets me going. I love it. And it tastes good. It really, the, the, the bars taste like a candy bar. But they're not. They're built. They're floated with mac- good macros, like 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of of protein. So head to Walmart or Sam's Club or go to built.com and use what promo code lock15 where you can get 50% off at built. This is locked on BC. Thank you all of you out there that are our are our everydayers. You're the people out there that listen to locked on BC every day. You're diehard eagles. You but and you want your daily news from the only podcast that does this every single day. Five days a week, you get a episode of Locked On BC where I give you the good, the bad, and the ugly. So for you everydayers, cheers to you. Thank you for becoming part of our army. Now, our next category is the most underrated transfer. And I had to think about this because Alex Washington, which we just talked about the secondary, could be one because he's from Harvard. Not many people know who he is, and I think he's going to be good. But I had a different one. I had a name. It's even lower on the on the uh, excitement meter, and he's more recent. And I haven't had a chance to see him play, so I don't even know what he will be able to do with BC. But he intrigues me a lot, and that is Caleb Jones out of NCANT. Now, this is the second NCANT recruit BC landed this offseason. Baishal Tutin, who just never signed with BC, was the other one. Uh, but he's a defensive tackle. And why does he intrigue me? Because he played in Virginia. He had an absolutely monster senior season and won a national state championship. Uh, He is a 6'1", I think he's 6'1", 300-pound defensive tackle. Gives you some really solid depth. And I know BC landed them, and I know there were other Power 5 schools that were really hot on their trail trying to grab this kid. So Caleb Jones is is the name that I I'm interested in. The most underrated player for me would be him. And well, you know what? Like Jones, I think is more on the line of possible depth because you have good talent out there. You have uh, Cam Horsley. You have Quan Williams, and hopefully Nigel Tate. No one Stoudemire will be healthy enough to play, but you have some good depth there. And you know what? Iron sharpens iron, right? So maybe he gets a chance to, to to battle. Maybe he ends up on the two deep. We'll wait and see what happens with that. But Caleb Jones is my most underrated transfer on this roster. My next, oh, I already gave you the answer. My next category is the best fit for the team. This is a player that I think 
comes in and fits a need and culture of this program and does things, his fit of what he does fills a, a giant hole that is, and what he does is perfect for the hole that BC has. And this is an easy one for me. That is Ryan O'Keefe. Now he could be the most important easily. You could make the argument that he could be the most important because he may be playmaker. Number one for Boston college in 2023. There's no if, ands or buts about this, but I, I made my argument for Kyle Hergel in that first segment. And I will make my argument right now. Why Ryan O'Keefe is the best fit. So 2022, you have Zay flowers, transcendent talent, speedster, great offensive weapon. And the, the thought of what, what your offense is going to look like after, you know, the last week of that season, you're going, Oh God, I, you know, you have talent in the wide receiver room, but you don't have Zay. You don't have anyone that's even close to what Zay can do because Zay is special. Now, Ryan O'Keefe had 160 attack, uh, 160 tackles, 160 catches over the last two seasons for UCF. He has, as Bud Elliott of the Cover 3 podcast says, better speed than Zay. Now, that's not saying he's a better player than Zay. I'm not going to say that. I'm just saying he has the speed that you want at that position. He gives you what he gives you the fit of what you need. Because you're not going to replace Zay with, you're not going to find another Zay Flowers, but you can find a guy that can do a lot of what Zay did. Maybe not at, at such an elite level, but don't 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 uh, sell him short. I think Ryan O'Keefe is going to have a special year, and I think his his role, you know, I mean, he even wears the same number as Zay, is the perfect fit for that Z wide receiver that BC lost. He fits in absolutely perfect and plugs right in so that you have your Dino Tomlins, your, your Joseph Griffins and all, you know, Jaden Williams and all those types of players that can, that complement around him. But I think he is the absolute perfect fit for BC at the, at the wide receiver position. Now in our final segment, we have three more superlatives to give out the biggest upside, the most intriguing player, that we're going to need to still learn about and the biggest miss. Yep. We're going to have a little negativity at the end and I'll explain why we'll talk about that in just a moment. This is locked on BC AJ black. All right. We're chatting about the transfer portal. It's been a quiet couple days for BC in terms of like major news stories. We saw that on uh, Wednesday night, Elijah Strong, the true freshman out of North Carolina that committed to BC about a month ago for basketball. He commi- he signed with BC, so he's officially in. And uh, Claudel Harris, the transfer from Charleston Southern, also signed. So both guys are on, they're in, and they are, are signed on the dots. Not really a ton to talk about there because we already knew they were coming. It was just official there. So let's get into <clears throat> our next one, which is the biggest upside. And that for me is Logan Taylor, offensive tackle out of Virginia. Now he isn't as refined as Kyle Hergel. And I don't think he needs to be. I think he is going to have from what I've seen and from some of the conversations I've had with Mitch or, or heard of uh, from what he can do again, athletic, a big athletic tackle. 
not perfect yet, but has so much room to improve that for that, I, I say he may have some hiccups this year. He, I mean, I'm not expecting him to be a disaster like the offensive line was last year, but I expect that he might have some hiccups against some tougher t- defenses. I think he'll grow though. And I think he can, if he can develop, he could be something special. So his upside, I think, you know, right again, we go back to Ryan O'Keefe, right? His upside, we already know what that is. It's already there. Hergels, his upside's already there. I mean, you can even argue like Tommy Thomas Castellanos or Kai Robichaud have high upsides too. But I, I just think in terms of offensive line, the needs of the team and what he what we've seen glimpses and heard glimpses of what he can do, Logan Taylor is gonna have that biggest upside. So that's my biggest upside. Let's throw the ne- uh, let's throw the next one out, which is going to be looking at the biggest, uh, the most intriguing player. Now, we've seen a lot of what you know and heard what a lot of these guys are going to do. Whether it's Hergel starting on the offensive line or battling for the offensive line, the defensive backs, how they're going to kind of figure things out there. Ryan O'Keefe with the wide receivers, Castellanos, what what he does in terms of battling for quarterback position, we'll have to wait and see. But for me, the most intriguing player, and one I just kind of want to see what he's all about, is, drum roll please, George Rooks. George Rooks, a defensive lineman, defensive tackle out of uh, Michigan. Now, Rooks was high on BC's list when he was an original uh, recruit. But of course, when Don Brown came calling, he ended up in Ann Arbor, never really found a role there. He's 270 pounds. He's going to fit a really interesting uh, role for BC where, you know, you're not going to use him on like a, I would, I won't imagine they wouldn't use him as a defensive tackle on third and short and stuff like that. You, you plug him in with like, Quan Williams and and uh, Camp Horsley, but if you need to get after the quarterback, if you need a guy that can go out there and have a little bit of a of a mismatch with some speed and power, Rooks we saw this in the spring game has pieces of that, so he's more of a situational player, which is great. You have depth now; you can you, you're not just throwing the same guys out hoping they can do everything. You have a guy like George Rooks who can go out there and cut the gaps, cut you know use his speed to get to the quarterback. He had two sacks in the spring game. So he, to me is intriguing because we haven't really, I mean, I mean, he hasn't done a ton with Michigan. He had a couple plays here and there and some mop-up duties, as you can see against UConn, but you know, he was a former four-star out of high school. He went to St. Peter's uh, Peter's prep, I believe in New Jersey. What his, what is his capabilities? We'll get to see that. And so that makes him intriguing to me. That makes him, a guy I'm I'm interested to see how much he develops and what with a big with him jumping possibly into a bigger role than he had at Michigan. What does that mean? Like what is he gonna turn into? So that makes him intriguing to me. And again, honorable mention of this one is Tommy Thomas Castellanos, who is again Castellanos, excuse me. Quarterback, we haven't seen a ton of him. He's intriguing too, because I'm I'm just waiting to see what he does when he gets on campus and how he kind of fits into that offense. But I'll go with I'll go with Rooks, and finally the biggest loss, the biggest miss, and I want to preface this miss 
as it was a it's a lot it was a lot worse when it happened than it is now. And that's Bijel Tutin, a wide uh, running back out of NCANT. Now, if you don't remember the story, Bijel Tutin was committed to BC. He he ran, I th- what was it, like 2000 yards for NCANT the year before. He had 2000 yards total. I forget what it was. He had a ton of yards. He's very explosive. Out of New Jersey. Felt good. He was ready to come. And they were signed, they were getting ready for that group of transfers. And they were just, you know, they were coming in and getting ready to sign. And he never showed up. Instead, he he flipped at the last moment to Virginia Tech. That at that moment sucked. <laughs> it stunk. It was a bad moment, right? So that was that I, I just remember everyone that was following along with the team and, and, you know, there was a lot of excitement about this guy. He, yeah, he played for a smaller school, but you saw that there was potential there. What takes the sting out of this? And I think it's as Mitch said, Mitch was talking to me about this earlier. I think the Kai Robichaud, uh transfer really does take a big sting out of this because I, 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 I'm not sure how they're going to both kind of pan out. And I worry that when BC ends up playing Virginia Tech, Tutin ends up being a, a problem. But I think Robichaud is still a, a solid get for BC at running back. A really a good one. I, I'm, I'm impressed with him. But I'm going to have to say Tutin is the biggest loss. And, and, and to be fair, they didn't really lose a ton of uh, recruits out there. But I think he'd be the biggest one. So what do you think? Do you agree with me? go back to over some of the superlatives that we had throw them in the comment section. Tell me what you think if you're on YouTube or hit me up on Twitter. I have a new, I, I changed now that I lost my blue check Mark because Elon took away all the blue check marks because he hates us all. Um, that I changed my Twitter handle. It's no longer AJ black underscore BC. I, I, I for a while I was getting a ton of uh, DMS from recruits who thought I worked for BC but I had the blue check mark, and if I changed it, I'd lose my, my my check mark, which I wanted to keep at that time. So it's now, as you see on the bottom, AJ Black two four seven. I go with what all the other journalists on our site go with, um, and just keep it simple, so it's easy to know. There's no underscore anymore; it's just AJ Black two four seven. Find find me on on Twitter. Hit that subscribe uh, that like button right away, and and follow me there. We'll be back tomorrow with our Friday show. We'll talk about the weekend and what that could look like for women's lacrosse. Baseball has a big weekend series against Villanova and anything else that comes up. We'll make sure to cover it here on Locked on BC. Thank you all so much for listening. We'll see you again soon. Take care, everyone.